Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. We are broadcasting live today. Well, we broadcast live every day, actually. <laughs> but we are doing it on Freedom Friday. That means it's your opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. So what is that? What's on your mind politically? Did you go to the gun violence town hall last night? If so, and I know some of you did because Avis was there and she sent me a list of people that she recognized from this audience. So if you'd like to share with us what you thought about it, would love to hear from you. 503-589-1220. That's the Power of Buke GMC Talk Line, 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. So where did Fannie Willis get all that cash? Did you watch any of the Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade testimony in Georgia? I watched a little bit of it. It was, uh, it was pretty, pretty interesting, if you ask me. But apparently, her lover, Nathan Wade, who says his affair with her didn't begin until after she had hired him, which is a lie because her own girlfriend testified in court yesterday, which I saw, that no, they were kissing and hugging like in 2021 before he was hired. Well, anyway, uh, anyway, she blew up. Uh, Fannie Willis blew up. The judge had to call a recess. Um, and Nathan Wade was on the stand and said, yeah, you know, I, I paid for all that stuff on the credit card, but she reimbursed me with cash. It was a lot of cash. So Jesse Waters asked the question, where'd she get all that cash? Now, Jesse, be careful. If you get too close to something that the leftists who own Fox News don't like, you might get fired just like Tucker. Speaking of Tucker, by the way, I hope you had a chance to uh, watch yesterday what I put on the the um, show plan, which is up, by the way, at kslm.news. It's also on our w political coffee clatch uh, telegram page, by the way, to let you know that... Um, To let you know that we will have a Monday night political coffee clatch at Sparky's again. That's the place you all chose. And our guest is going to be State Senator Kim Thatcher. Tell us about everything that's going on. Senate Bill 1583 passed out of the committee last night with an amendment, a Democrat amendment. It was voted out three to two, three Democrats, two Republicans. This is the bill that takes away parental rights from and school board rights to be able to stop any ugly or bad curriculum. We'll have another shot at it over in the House. You better get active, folks. This is the bill 
that says a school board cannot respond to the pressure from parents and say that they can't disapprove of any, any curriculum materials. Any, folks. That bill is going to go to the Senate floor. You'll have an opportunity to take control of it by scaring the living daylights out of the left. Leftist senators that are going to vote for it. Determined. They're determined, folks, to ensconce in Oregon law every opportunity to destroy what you teach your children. It's another reason for you to take your kids out of public school. I'm sorry, folks, but this is, this is what has to happen. You don't want your kids indoctrinated with this garbage? You better take them out of public school. Um, 503. Sorry about that. 503. 589 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I'm, I'm a little bit distracted this morning. Um, and, and let me just share with you why. There's lots of things to talk about. Doug's got a great email about George Soros buying 220 radio stations. Ooh. You know, they don't like what, uh, what we talk about. We're not part of that uh, group. It was a story that hit yesterday. Uh, there's another story here. There's a new curriculum in North Carolina in North Carolina's police academy. You know what it's going to teach recruits? That there are 68 different terms for gender identity. This is insane beyond insane. But it's what we expect. Uh, the confidential source that accused uh, Biden both Joe and Hunter of the Burisma alleged bribery scheme got arrested and indicted by the Hunter Hunter Biden special counsel. Oopsies. That's what happened. That's the message they're sending to everybody that might testify against Joe Biden. Don't do it. We'll we'll come after you. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry, folks. This this Fannie Wills, Willis thing is is just hilarious. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty is a Power Buick GMC talk line. Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty emails to Jeff at twelve twenty. AM. Did you go to the gun violence town hall last night? What did you think? Would love to hear from you. Uh, let's go to a caller. Caller, what's your name? Hey, Good morning. Jeff, this is John. Hi, John. You were you were there last night. What did you think of the gun violence town hall? Well, it there was a lot to unpack, and it's I, I don't I don't know. I I think they spent too much time on the youth problem instead of uh, doing everything. 
uh, youth are 18% of the the people committing this violence. And the meeting was centered all around youth and youth programs. They ignored recidivism. They ignored the older felons. Uh, everything was about the youth. Uh, as that, that's certainly part of the problem, but not the whole thing at all. What I did notice, there, was, there were five panelists. There were Some contributed more than others. One of them that kind of surprised me, uh, I thought she was going to focus on uh, on community activism and art and these kind of things, which she did. But she did come up with something interesting about gang. If people see uh, graffiti and gang signs on, on fences, uh, she said that her experience has been that that indicates increased gang activity and possible conflicts in the future. Uh, so she, uh, she was big on getting that stuff removed within two to 24 hours. So that was kind of surprising. Hmm, the other thing interesting. Is, yeah. Uh, they, they got really squishy about everything later. It was more about what they can do to contest. John, you're breaking up really, really badly. Can, can you move to a different place and try to get a better signal? You're breaking up badly. Okay, how about now? That's much better. Okay. Uh, they've, they've spent a lot of time on what activities for youth, uh, including parks, uh, community gardens, that type of thing. They did bring up that COVID has caused a lot of damage. Uh, by not allowing kids to interact with each other in the face-to-face uh, method. And then also social media now brings people to um, uh, harsh words quicker. Uh, and I think that that's no secret uh, that social media is, is pretty rough. Uh, and it doesn't translate well when you get face-to-face. So they, they did bring out that uh, City of Salem Police Department now has something called a community volume, uh, yeah. Let me see, CVRA Community Violence Reduction Initiative, and you can uh, do a Google search for that, or go to City of Salem uh, Police Department and the initiative they're trying to introduce. I've gone to that website, and I didn't see anything new that that didn't come out from the city of Salem, uh, task force. They, the study they did and had a town hall on it back in November. So it sounds to me like they're not doing anything yet. Uh, there were a few surprising things. One was from, a, I, not an activist, but someone who's working with youth who've been in trouble. His take on it was the drug problem is not, from brown people it's from white men uh that and he wouldn't he's kind of cryptic about it i got the impression he was talking about a motorcycle gang that was leading this and he didn't want to go any farther because he feared for his safety but that's where i took took from it so i thought that was almost a bizarre thing to even bring up 
So, so, so what's I, your I main still takeaway a lot of to unpack? What, what was your main impression, your takeaway from the town hall? There's a lot of work to be done. This just barely scratches the surface. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, thanks, John. I appreciate that eyewitness report. If you have a perspective also on the gun violence town hall, we'd love to hear from you. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Like the one I got from Doug on Freedom Friday. George Soros set to take control of 220 radio stations. Doug writes, overtly or covertly, the most precious infrastructure taken in any coup d'etat is the infiltration and capture of an adversary's communication systems. No matter whom the commie fascists are who own the mainstream broadcasters, their control over information is hidden in plain view. This is the war. And we are all in the fight. A war for the public airwaves. A war over information, truth. A war for free thought or a world that would mold and structure ours. Soros and our enemies are at war to drum up support and manufacture consent for a coup or civil war he desires to foment. Founder Samuel Adams would call our current modern fascist media a display of tranquility of servitude. That Soros purchased 220 radio stations, just one part of the animated perpetual contest for freedom, fight against the mainstream main sleaze, media horrors, and other propagandist owners, toadies, and advertisers alike. Godspeed. Freedom Friday, what do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220. It is Freedom Friday. 620, back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, by the way, there is a uh, new bill. Thanks to Timothy for sending me this uh, email. There's a new bill in uh, California, California to require annual firearm registration. Well, it's been introduced by a state senator. Annual registration of all firearms in the state, Senate Bill 1160. They introduced it on Valentine's Day, of course. Annual firearm registration, just like your car. Is that appropriate? Speaking of guns, Ammo Land, and who sent that? I think, uh, who sent this to me? Uh, might have been Jim. Jim or Greg. I didn't mind. Anyway, morbid messaging. A dead kid shot in the Florida Parkland shooting, I believe. One of the shootings, school, has come back from the grave through AI, gun control, advocating for gun control. Yeah. 
This is a story by NPR. This is the voice of Joaquim Olivar. And guess who's pushing this? David Hogg, one of the kids, founder of March for Our Lives, a far leftist. He's gone totally nuts. So this AI-generated voice, it's an imitation of Oliver's voice. Says, I'm back today because my parents use AI to recreate, recreate my voice to call you. Other victims like me will be calling too, again and again, to demand action. How many calls will it take for you to care? How many dead voices will you hear before you finally listen? You know what? If you get one of these calls you ought to, and it bothers you, you ought to sue them. You ought to sue whoever's paying for the call. Oh, like David Hogg, his organization, March for Our Lives, for emotional distress from the voice from the dead. If you don't think AI is not dangerous, you're not paying attention. By the way, something else, uh, and this is from Tim, a video of New York City illegal aliens that are arriving there get $4,200 credit cards, and they get it from tax money. There's a video about that in New York City talking about it. This insanity knows no end. Speaking of illegals, by the way, how about this? This is a expose, a story in the Epoch Times. We, the Biden administration, it's called cash in envelopes, how the U.S. and the U.N. are funding the border crisis. The subheadline is this. Get, get this. The Biden administration gave the U.N. Migration Agency nearly $1.3 billion in 2023, which it uses to help migrants on their journey to enter the U.S. illegally. So let me get this straight. We're bankrolling, you and I, the taxpayers, our own invasion by giving $1.3 billion to the United Nations agency specifically dealing with refugees, migrants coming up into America. And you've heard me talk about this for, before, religious agencies which gave hundreds of millions of dollars in actual cash to these illegal aliens who then cross our border eventually, illegally. Wow. Did you know this is nothing new? Even under Trump, it was half a billion. You know, when Trump becomes president again, this has got to be shut down. Speaking of wokeness, Disney, here's a headline of Breitbart, hit with federal civil rights complaint over diversity, equity, inclusion training. It alleges discrimination against white men, Christian, and Jews. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. Good to see you in the war room yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was a good war room. Main point is, uh, I think I told you, but for you people, Reverends like myself, uh, Mr. Biden has decided on his own to take from the Veterans Administration funding this illegal 
uh, invasion of our country. Now, my question would be: It wouldn't he be wouldn't be shouldn't be charged for uh, trafficking, using the taxpayers' money against a laws that he's supposed to enforce? I'm just asking a question. I would think so. I mean, that that sounds reasonable to me. Well, you know, never know. I mean, uh, if you go by the Capitol and you try to just be peaceful, you know, you might you might have a bunch of little little dogs following you around. <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, they uh, apparently the Democrats uh, think you're some kind of a threat to them, and. Um, the, you, you know, the, the moment you even start talking nicely to certain staffers, they punch the button and the cops show up. Yes. You know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, you, you know, know, maybe, they they maybe they're discriminating against you, a black yes, they are. conservative Christian. Yes. And I'm native. You know, too. that might, you know, you, maybe it's time for you to fight back and file a complaint. Maybe it's time for you to file suits. I wonder if there's any lawyers out there, Ronnie, that will help you do. It'd be nice hmm. if I can have Benjamin Crump out here. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Ronnie, thank you. As always, it's 6 30, folks. Bye-bye. Back in a moment. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503 589 1220. See you in a few minutes. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Freedom Heating and Air absolutely keeps you comfortable in your home or your business, including your apartment. You know, it's really easy to even if your system is working okay in the cold and what will soon be in a few months heat think about this when's the last time you had some kind of maintenance done seriously when's the last time you changed filters you know maybe just calling freedom heating and air and having them come out and do a little quick um analysis of your system Maybe change the filters for you. All of that might be really good for you, especially if we get a cold snap, something fails. Or the summer when it's really hot. Give them a call. Why don't you? You'll be thankful that you did. 503-580-1456. Or check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. Net. Conrad and Kathy, hang on. I'll get to you in a second. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk about politically is on the table. 503-589-1220. That is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Linda writes, hey, don't forget to mention that George Soros bought up as many DAs as he could in the last couple of elections. There's lots of these Fannie Willis's out there, most notably, notably Letitia James. Their focus is ruining Trump. We know what's going to happen to him today. Another chunk out of our freedoms and democracy. And now 
radio stations. Trump will be like the judge on his one of his many trials um, on supposedly defrauding all of these banks, which he didn't. So the banks were happy with everything and repaid all the loans by supposedly overstating the value of his properties. Uh, the judge is expected to rule against him today. By the way, um, George Soros helped elect Mike Schmidt, the Multnomah County DA, you know, the woke one that has one of his own prosecutors running against him. You know, yeah, they these other ones, Linda, are trying to, well, they're focused on ruining Trump. Mike Schmidt is focused on ruining downtown Portland, which he's done. And Multnomah County, because he doesn't prosecute. The BLM. Or the Antifa criminals that are out breaking windows. Still doing it, folks. Still doing it. Uh, let's see here. A couple more text me- or um Yeah. Uh, text message. I agree with most of what John said about the meeting last night. This is the gun violence town hall. The graffiti removal has been done since the late 70s in California. It was interesting that adults actually notice that what the pandemic has given most kids a level of PTSD. Thank you, Marxists. How true. But they'll try it again. Michael writes, AI? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. The pseudo-AI is just a clever predicting program, nothing else. If if it was true, AI then would be generating all the answers and questions autonomously. Because it does not. Think of it this way. AI used to mean artificial insemination. <laughs> As such, most cows are actually virgins after the vet gets done with them. Then the question is, Are all cow births done this way considered immaculate? Oh, Michael, (laughs) way too much heavy thinking this early in the morning. Freedom Friday, what do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. To the phones, let's start with Conrad, and then we'll go to Kathy. Conrad, good morning. Good morning, uh, Jeff. I got to shut my speaker off. (laughs) Okay. Okay, how's that sounding? There you go. Okay. Yeah, um, just a couple of reports. Um, we had a wonderful uh, Marion County Republican meeting. Um, we spent a big chunk of money on some software. And Marion County Republicans are leaders in the Oregon Republican Party. And we expect to probably do major things in the legislature and also, I, I'm i going to just go out on a limb and say the next governor of Oregon is going to be a Republican. And I think we've met him, or, or pardon me, him or her, we can't discriminate based on whatever. But um, anyway, the uh, uh, prayer meeting there at the fountain was a very wonderful, blessed event. And uh, 
I was fortunate enough to meet uh, the Indian leader and his wife from Warm Springs Indian Reservation. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So the, and I gave him a Trump uh, bookmark. And uh, he gave me a big smile back because <laughs> he, he knows who's going to make America great again. Although, I see a new bumper sticker today. It says, uh, impeach Biden, make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> so even even well, Biden getting on the mega train, you know. <laughs> Is that like good. writing on the you wall? Know, <laughs> What I was, uh, thanks, Conrad. I'm going to let you go because I need to move on with Kathy. You know what's interesting about the prayer event at the fountains? Apparently, nobody knew about it. Uh, You know, I heard from numerous religious groups, friends of mine from other churches, and so I had no idea what was going on. It's too bad. Uh, They've got to do a better job. That Mo writes an email about on Wednesday at the Central Committee meeting. Representative Anna Scharf told us she had to call security to escort her out of the session. She really angered some Democrats. Wow. There you go. Let's go, let's, uh, go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. It's on your mind on Freedom Friday. Okay. So I heard that um, President Trump, I have two things, Jeff. Um okay. I heard that President Trump at one of his trials, I I wish I could remember which one, but they weren't allowed to enter any evidence um, for his innocence. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how that can stand. I mean... Well, it it can't. Uh, That was the E. Jean Carroll trial. And oh, uh, yeah. his attorney, Alina Haba, came out and excoriated the judge because the judge basically would not allow any of her defense um, right. activities. So it's no wonder a jury convicted him. That's, I just that, don't understand. That, that will, that'll be taken up on appeal. And even New York, as liberal as it is, Kathy, is going to have to to overturn that and should you what's your second item um i live out in the country and i had several low-flying aircraft going over my house i'm wondering um i thought that airplanes had to have identifying numbers underneath their wings no Please don't it only has to be on the tail and it doesn't, well, it, 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 it can be on the tail, it can be on the empennage, which is the fuselage between the cockpit and the tail. But they used to be years ago, you had to have them on the underside of the wings. They, they changed that regulation a long time ago. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it's a good regulation to get rid of. <laughs> well, uh, I, there's a story I could tell about that. Uh, uh, in in my own flying uh, career uh, and uh, being a homeowner and and having a particular uh, doctor from Salem do a lot of aerobatics low over my home and my airstrip, for which we complained. Um, And he just kept doing it. So there you go. 
Kathy, thanks. Um, uh-huh. Bye. Appreciate it. All right, folks. Freedom Friday, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC. Talk on what's on your mind. Anything political is fair game today. How about this? Here's a, another Epoch Times story. You'll love this. The United Nations says melting Arctic ice is a key indicator of climate change. But it's not melting. Oops. That's the headline. Climate policy based on an assumed relationship is the subheadline. Between CO2 and Arctic ice levels is problematic, say scientists. Yeah. You see, the UN is, well, they predicted uh, that the Arctic would be free of ice in the month of September, would have no ice in the month of September. In 2013, they made that prediction. But it was for no ice by 2033. Now they've moved it up a little bit because now they're saying, well, it's it's going to be ice-free in the month of September by 2050. There's a little problem. <laughs> Another group of scientists uh, says, you know what? It's not melting at all. The melt is zero. Oopsies. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. You know, PacWest Lobby is hard at work at the legislature right now. But you know, they don't always just work at the legislature. Sometimes they help you with your issues Especially if you're part of an association, business, or otherwise, your issues with government. Could be at the local level. Could be anywhere. Could be at the county level. PW Lobby is an organization, PacWest Lobby. Go to their website, pwlobby.com. They lobby both sides of the political aisle. They're a lobby group, however that is aligned with more traditional values from their lobbyists. So they're busy engaging on a number of, for, on behalf of a number of their clients in the legislature right now, but they get engaged in campaigns. They help with association management, lots of things they have specialties in. So, you know, if, if you've got an issue with government, even local government, maybe they can help you. Check them out pwlobby.com pwlobby.com Folks, uh, yesterday I had the great privilege of saying goodbye to the longest serving lobbyist in in Oregon's history. Yesterday, about 10 o'clock at night, Ted Hughes passed away. Ted was uh, my lobby partner. I mean, he lobbied 
me when I first came into the House of Representatives in 1999. What a wonderful man. And I cherish every memory I've had with him. The years that I served in the legislature, Ted had a multitude of clients. He was a contract lobbyist. And he just had this way about him. He was just, had this wonderful personality. He was always laughing and telling jokes. And he, uh, he, he, he just, everybody loved Ted. Everybody did. I don't think Ted had any enemies. I mean, I wish I could say that, but I, I don't think he did. Even those people that he lobbied against, I, he didn't have any enemies. He was a wonderful, marvelous man. When I left the legislature in 2007, I, I started lobbying with Ted as part of his organization because I, I wanted to stay engaged. You know, I had radio show, another station at that time, and that's why I dropped out of my re-election race because I was going to have to give equal time to my Democrat opponent, and that just wasn't going to work. So... Um, you know, I started lobbying, and, and I did that for about seven months. I did it in the 2007 legislative session. And, and I, I told Ted, I, I just, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I just couldn't do it, folks. It was hard to do. It was truly hard to do. So um, Ted and I played a lot of golf together. We had wonderful times. I watched him hit his only hole in one. We used to play golf early in the mornings. I watched him hit his only hole in one he ever had in a lifetime of playing golf. And he missed it. He hit a bad shot uh, on a par three at little uphill light to Salem Golf Club. And, uh, and he turned away in disgust. <laughs> that ball it was a worm burn. It ran right up the grass, right up onto the green. He hit the stick and went in. <laughs> We're all hooping and hollering, and he missed it. It was, it was really too bad. In, uh, in later years, uh, you know, as I have been involved in other activities and back on the air and so forth, he used to listen to the radio show. He and his son Gary every day. His son took care of him as his health declined. Uh, and yesterday I had the great privilege of going to his home. He was really kind of unconscious and uh, praying over him and saying goodbye to him with his surrounded by his son and his daughter. It was a peaceful thing. So there will be no service. Uh, I'm told that they're going to have him cremated and and his ashes dumped in the Puget Sound. He was from the Seattle area. He loved the Puget Sound. And that's that was his wish. So my ode to Ted Hughes, Oregon's longest serving lobbyist, a wonderful man, a great husband, father and grandfather, truly great man. And one of the great rich I mean, he enriched my life, and I'll cherish the memories and the pictures that I have of him, especially that, that Gary had sent me just late last night. My condolences to um, Gary and his sister and grandchildren.
It was a privilege to know Ted Hughes. Let's go to Art. I know that you knew Ted. Oh, I knew Ted really well. He uh, actually lobbied for some of our issues in the last session for free. Um, and uh, great man, son Gary, great son, took care of his dad, he did. Uh, which is fantastic. Um, and I can remember on Thanksgiving Day this year, <laughs> I called up Gary and I said, Gary, get over here. We got turkey dinner for you. We got it all boxed up. You come over and get it because we don't want you guys not having Thanksgiving dinner. And so uh, that was, we did that for good him and you are good for you. Well, the man just gave and gave and gave. And he was truly a good guy. And uh, in fact, he did come to the political coffee clutch. Yes, he you know, did. Sat next to me yep. when I came that one time. And uh, just, uh, he's reaping his great reward because he loved Oregonians. He loved, you know, lobbying for good causes and stuff. And, uh, yeah. Well, I, I just, you know, uh, he will be missed, but we know that eventually we'll go up and see him when we reap our rewards because he definitely was a man of God that did great things. So uh, everybody say a prayer for the family. Uh, I know that he had a lot of medical issues. And Gary took care of him really well. Uh, everybody deserves to have a son or daughter like Gary because he dedicated to his life to his dad. Yes, he did. So, no he doubt about did. it. So I just had to jump in there, Jeff, and say that. All right. Uh, Art, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good to hear your voice. Friends, um, be blessed. Monday night is political coffee clatch at Sparky's with State Senator Kim Thatcher. Come and join us. Have a marvelous weekend. Be blessed. See you then.